This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. All right, welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Advisors, and today I got my host again, Tony Shore. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing say. great, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I've had a good week. Uh, you know, it looks like it's starting to cool down a little bit, so I can actually get something done uh, in the yard this week. That'll be nice. Yeah, yeah it's it been pretty hot. Yeah, so, uh, it really has. But other than that, I'm doing great. My family's great. I can't complain. How about you? How have you been? Uh, now, tax season finally ended for you, and that's your busy season, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it was just... Um, pretty different this year you know people had to mail their stuff in or I mean, we literally cut a mail slot in our door and people drop stuff off and then wow. we had to mail them back so it was just really unusual and and in delaying it didn't really it also delayed everything else we normally do you know the financial end and the, and the estate planning end so now we'll, we'll have to ramp that up because people are just waiting you so know? delaying so, it didn't actually and, uh, help you normally you're you're scrambling to get it no, all done no, it and worse. saying probably Man, I wish we had more time, but delaying it actually made it worse because it yeah. stretched it out. And yeah, 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 I can see that. I, I, you know, I wish they would have just said, "Look, you, you, you still have to get your return in or file an extension, but you could just yeah. wait to pay." Yeah, you had mentioned that before, and you that's know? that is so true. Why didn't they just do that? Because you know, now you know. You know, rightfully so. The people who normally owe file late. So not late. They file later in the tax season because they owe, right? So they're not going to fork no. over the money early. So that just pushed all those people to, you know, June. Yeah, and lot. they waited to actually yeah. have it prepared, which is the wrong wrong thinking. They right. should have had it prepared, sent it in, and waited to pay. Well, and then what also happened was... You know, if you are in a situation where you're filing estimates, there's usually an estimate due in April, and then there's one due in June, right? So, and then there's one in September, one in the following January. So now your tax return was due July 15th. Your first quarter estimate and your second quarter estimate were due. So you could have had like a triple whammy, like you owe a lot of money on oh, one that's day. that's true. You know? That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was... Uh, it was well, we've got the tax the situation behind us, and we're not going to talk about that today. What are we talking about? No. So we're going to talk about protecting assets. We get a lot of questions, you know, from time to time. People say, no, how do I protect my house? You know, we're in such a litigious society. How do I protect my assets from lawsuits? And, you know, a lawsuit could come from anywhere. It could be someone tripped and fell on your property. You know, your dog bit somebody. You got in a car accident, and you unfortunately... It's more than your insurance limits. You know, just there's all kinds of liabilities out there. So I thought we'd, we'd talk about uh, that today. So. Well, yeah, and there are. I mean, obviously, you want to protect. We have insurance to protect our car, our cars and things like that, physical things. But we also need uh, insurance to protect our, all of our assets, right? I mean, anything that's worth anything. Right. And, and so, 
and asset protection, I think it's, you know, a bad connotation. Sometimes I think they, people think it's sinister, you know, or you're, you're really trying to hide assets and, and not pay your fair share and all that. But it's really about, you know, being smart. And, and there, I mean, there's a lot of asset protection laws in the country that you don't really even think about, like forming a corporation, right? That's, we talked about it on the show. That's really just asset protection. And they want that because they want people to take ventures, but not necessarily risk their whole life savings. And I'm, I'm building this new widget. And if the widget does well, it does well. But if the widget dies and doesn't do well, I just don't, you know, I, I'm okay with that. I, you know, I put a fixed amount of money into that business and I'm, and I'm taking a chance on, let's say a hundred grand. And if it doesn't, it doesn't work, I'm out a hundred grand, but I don't want to, you know, um, risk everything I've worked for in my life. Right. So if this widget doesn't work, so, so there are asset protection and maybe that's the wrong term that people get scared about built in a lot of things, bankruptcies, you know, there's bankruptcy laws is, are like that too. They want people to take ventures and create things and, you know, new ideas and things. But, you know, if it fails, it fails. You don't want them to risk everything they've, they've, they've worked for. So, you know, bankruptcy just has a bad connotation. It sounds like you're, you know, well, yeah. a bunch of people, but uh, yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, have enough insurance, right? Yeah, so you, I bet you insure your house, get umbrella policies. You probably policies. see people who are underinsured. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about these asset protection areas, but at the end of the day, the asset protection, like we could set up companies, we could set up trusts, we could set up LLCs, but it doesn't prevent someone from suing you, right? It may, per- it may prevent them from winning the lawsuit or recovering assets from you. But there is the cost of litigation. Ah, so yeah. when you have, so when you, you know, when you have um, insurance in place, the insurance company generally provides the funds for the litigation, right? They may even provide the attorney, right? So, so you're going to have something there to, to protect that downside. So, you know, umbrella policies are pretty cheap, a few hundred bucks a year, get more than you need, get a million, two million, three million dollars worth, um, so, you know, if you do get in a car accident and you unfortunately, you know, kill somebody, right. yeah. you know, if you kill, you know, I hate this, you know, it sounds weird, but the, you know, all life's right. valuable, right? So if you kill someone who is, um, a multi, multi-millionaire who's got, you know, like we had a client that, that their, their daughter uh, got in a car accident and killed a cardiothoracic surgeon that made $5 million a year. So I, you know, I hate what's, I don't want, don't want to come out wrong, but it's not that his life's more valuable, but his income stream, you know, his potential earnings are hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So when you get in a car accident, you kill someone that has that income stream, your $300,000 Allstate policy is not no. going to be enough. Right. So, so things like that. So, um, so we, we do have entities out there, um, we even have entities where we just maybe just put, we create an LLC, which is a limited liability company. Uh, we've talked about it on other shows and we just put personal assets in them. And, you know, LLCs can be formed for any reason, as long as it's legal, right? So, um, asset management's a reason. So you can put your investments in, you can put your house in, um, but you got to check with houses. You have to make sure, um, either the bank approves if you have a mortgage on it, because, uh, I would say 99% of all mortgages have a clause that says that if you transfer it outside of your name, they have the right to call yep. a loan in. Yep. 
right? So do it's called, you know, do on sale or do on transfer clause. So you want to be careful there. Check with your bank. Uh, they may say, you know, as long as it's your LLC and you're the only owner or you and your spouse are the only owner or partner, um, they're fine with that. So, but you want to get that in writing, right? So because when interest rates are very low, like people have been getting loans at, you know, three, four, five percent. Yeah. My wife and I refinanced at three percent. Yeah. So if, if rates go up to seven and you transfer that, the bank might say, well, we can call that loan in and they'll have to re refinance it at seven instead of three. Right. So you want to be careful. Ah. So, so we could create these entities and, uh, you know, you can listen to one of our other podcasts, I think a prior one about LLCs and things like that, how they have inside and outside protection. So if somebody sues you, so, so say, Tony, you had your a house in this LLC and you get in a car accident, somebody sues you. So if you couldn't pay what you owe them, they can start going after your assets. So let's say they go after your bank account. Um, you have stock in IBM. They say, well, just give us the stock in IBM as part of the, as part of the um, settlement. And you say, okay, here's a stock in IBM. And then they say, hey, we want to, uh, you know, we want the, st- the stock or units in your LLC that holds your house. Sorry, the, the LLC rules say you don't get to do that. The LLC rules say you could put a lien on it, but you can't become an owner. You can't become an owner of that LLC. Um, so it's better protection than if you yeah. just owned it personally. So we use LLCs here and there. We also use um, something called land trusts. So for some people who are higher profile, don't want their name out there on, on, on uh, real estate, just for whatever reason, you can do a land trust and use, um, you know, call it the Blue Moon Trust, and you have someone other than yourself as trustee, but you are the beneficial owner. So you are the beneficiary of that trust and you are the creator of the trust. So if you ever need to change the trustee, you can change the trustee, but your name's kind of out of it. So a lot of times people in the, um, in the media or celebrities don't want their name affiliated with things. So this is a way to kind of, uh, at least get their name off. And so we could create a land trust. Now a land trust doesn't give you any protection, but what we could do is this is kind of technical. So Tony, you own this land trust. You, you set it up, the Blue Moon Trust, and you're the owner and you're the beneficiary. So that doesn't create any creditor protection for you because you're the owner and the beneficiary. So um, they can they can go right through that. But let's say you um, created your Blue Moon Trust and you made me the trustee. So your name, so when they look at the title of the property, it says Chris Anselmo, trustee of the Blue Moon Trust. Your name's not on there. So it doesn't they can't tell it's your trust. Now you're the, in the legal document, you're the owner, you're the beneficiary, I'm the trustee, you have the right to remove me, you have the right to do whatever you want with it. I can't do anything with the property unless you agree. So you have complete control over it. Now what you could do then is assign your interest. So in, you have what's called the beneficial interest in the trust, you're, you're the beneficiary. You can assign, which means sign over basically, that interest to your LLC. So now your LLC owns that beneficial interest and then you get this creditor protection. And people say, well, why wouldn't you just put it in the LLC? Well, maybe it's the situation where we just talked about that your bank says we won't allow the transfer to the LLC. So uh, banks have to 
because of the uh, St. Germain Act, allow transfers to a trust and they can't call their loan in. So if you create a, a living trust or regular trust and you, and you put your house in that trust, they're not allowed to call, call the loan in. So the house would still be in that, that land trust. So the land trust would own the house, but the LLC would own the huh. land trust. And I'm not sure if you, you follow so all it, that. It, but, it, it, we're so getting that in the way, weeds a little bit. It gets a little complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and you don't want to do this anymore because the mistakes that people make is, you know, they put their name on the land trust. You know, they call it, you know, the, the Tony Shore Land Trust. Well, yeah. who owns that one? You know? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, the mistake is, you know, Tony Shore is a trustee, right? Well, well I wonder who's, who owns it. Or, this one's a little more, and this one is a little uh, trickier. Your tax statement, you know, like you, normally when you file a deed, there's a uh, somewhere in the deed that says this is where you send the tax bill. You use your home address. Then they can, you know, they can, somebody can just look it up and say, oh, hey, hey, that's Tony Shore's address, right? So, so there's certain aspects to do. So obviously you don't want to do this alone, but um, if you do want to protect some assets, that's, that's a way to do it. Um, and then there's all kinds of other trusts. I mean, there are states that have asset protection trusts that, you know, we have it here in Ohio too, that you can create an asset protection trust that's a little more complicated and, and you can't be your own trustee. And, you know, there's statutes in various states for that. So if you want to really delve into that it's, here in Ohio, they're called legacy trusts. So um, we haven't, we, you know, we use the land trust from time to time because we really don't have, you know, you know, if you have a multi, multi, multi-millionaire um, you know, someone has got 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars, then, you know, there's other things you, you can do. There's offshore stuff. And, but, you know, for, for us common folk, Tony, uh, we, we don't really do all those offshore stuff um, because then you got to deal with whatever country you're in, right? So if you take it to one of these island countries, then hopefully the U.S. has good relations with right. them, right? Because <laughs> you don't want to go down there and you can't get your money. So, so we don't really deal with that stuff. Um, there's also uh, trust that we use for Medicaid planning. Um, you know, we've talked about this on other shows that it's a crisis that, you know, as you get older, 70% of, of people over 65 are going to end up in a nursing home and nursing homes are running, you know, $10,000 a month. How do I, how do we protect some of those assets? So right now there is a, we, we call it our heritage trust that Medicaid only looks back a certain window to see if you transferred any money out. So if you go in uh, today and say, I, I want to apply for Medicaid, I want Medicaid to pay for my nursing home, they're going to go back and ask you, have you transferred anything out of your name in the last five years? So if the answer is no, that's good because then they can't go beyond five years. So for instance, if you transferred your house out of your name or a bank account, say you had a bank account for hundred grand in his bank account and you transferred it out of your name in the last five years, they're going to go back and say, look, well, you know, if you would have not transferred the hundred thousand dollars away and let's say the nursing home's $10,000 a month, you could have paid for 10 months on your own. All that. So they'll say, well, sorry, we're not paying for the next 10 months. And you say, well, I don't have the money anymore. We don't care. You find out a way to pay for it yourself. Whoever, you know, you can say, well, I gave the money to my kids and they spent it too bad. Then tell your kids to take care of you. So, it, so when we look back at these Medicaid protection trusts, we're really trying to design these trusts to, uh, hold assets, uh, 
beyond that five-year window. So, um, so we can put assets in trust and, and it's legal because Medicaid can only go back a certain amount. And they're, they're talking, you know, it used to be 24 months, went to 30 months, went to 36 months, went to 60 months. And there's talk of maybe making it 72 months, but it, you know, so basically those type of trusts are Tony, let's say, um, you're the parent, you transfer assets into this trust. For, so I'm the trustee. Um, your kids are the beneficiaries. You have no rights to this trust anymore. These assets are not in your name. You can't compel them to come out of the trust. You, you really, it's really, you're giving these assets away. So, cause Medicaid looks back and said, look, if you have access to the trust, you have a way of changing the trust or you have a way of getting the money out, then we're just going to consider it yours. I mean, if, if it's revocable and you could just revoke it, they say, well then go revoke it and take the money out. So you got to be very careful on how these are all drafted, but really, you know, you you want to be wise because you, like you, you spent 40, 50 years, 60 years gathering all these assets and a car accident could take them all away. So, so, you know, just, you, you need to be smart about protecting assets. Um, most, most retirement plans are protected just by federal law. So, um, and you should check in your state whether your IRAs are protected. We had, um, we had, it wasn't us, but it was a, a federal case uh, a while ago. So normally your IRAs are protected, right? So they can't come and go after your IRAs. So here, here was the situation. The situation was um, the son got in a car accident. It wasn't a car and mm-hmm. declared bankruptcy. And the bankruptcy judge says, we want that IRA. And the, and the son said, well, that's, you know, it's protected. So the lawsuit was, this wasn't his IRA. It was an IRA that his mother died and he, you know, it's he an inherited took IRA. over as a beneficiary. Right, inherited IRA. So he took over as beneficiary. So lo and behold, the case came down and said, you know what? You're right. IRAs are protected, but this isn't your IRA. This was your mom's IRA. So they said, the court said, inherited IRAs are not protected. That's crazy. That's too bad. So, well, it was great. Well, it was good news and bad news out of of the case. The good news is um, we now know what the law is, right? So, and the bad news is, you know, the kid, the kid lost the IRA to the bankruptcy trustee. But so the, so now we can use these trusts to provide asset protection for, inherited IRAs. And some states have already done this um, legislatively. You know, they just said, look, inherited IRAs are protected. We're going to treat them just like IRAs. So you have to check with your state. Um, But if not, then we would, what we could do is we can, uh, mom could create a trust, leave it in trust for the son and provide all the asset protection language inside the trust so that the creditors can't get to that money. So, so, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it shell games, but it, it's really just trying to be smart and, and, you know, use the laws to your advantage and remember to get insurance because all that stuff that that kid went through, it still costs money to litigate, right? I mean, I think this went to the Supreme Court, so, of that state. So whatever it is, you know, he might, he might have spent tons of thousands of dollars litigating it. And sometimes you're fortunate, maybe a, a big law firm will take it on because they want to, you know, just because they want to um, help define the law. But for the rest of us, 
you know, am I going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars defending an IRA that's got a hundred grand in it? <laughs> you know, so, so you really want to be smart um, about doing it because it doesn't, all these asset protection schemes don't prevent lawsuits. They just make it harder yeah. for them to collect. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, this is all good to know because we want to protect our assets, especially the bigger assets. And uh, I'm glad you covered retirement accounts, too. That's interesting. I didn't know that about IRAs, so that's good to know. Uh, if our listeners have more questions or want to sit down with you about a specific, you know, most people have specific. It's hard to generalize when you're talking about protecting assets because everybody's situation is different. And I know you like to meet with people one-on-one or at least virtually right now. Uh, how can they sure. get a hold of you and set that up? Uh, they can either call the uh, financial office, which is uh, Brookside Tax, which is 440-886-3550. Or they could call the law office, which is 216-485-1040. I like that, Tony, 1040. <laughs> I see um, what you did there. Mr. So, Packard. you know, that, that would, you know, this would be a, you know, more on the legal side, obviously. Um, and, and again, asset protection isn't anything sinister. It's just like most people, you have asset protection in your life and you don't even know about it. I mean, how, like you have car insurance, you have homeowner's insurance, you have disability insurance to protect if you uh, become disabled. You have life insurance to protect if you die. You have annuities to protect your, your retirement accounts. So, Insurance is out there for, for these reasons. So, I mean, if you look at any phase of your life, if you want protection, you have to insure it. So even when we talk on a financial end, you know, annuities get bad raps by people who are trying to sell you other stuff on TV. But annuities have, at least fixed annuities, have protection that, look, you're not in the stock market. You're, you're, you're giving that risk to the insurance company and they're going to pay you some interest. But if the stock market drops, you're not losing any money because you're not in. Right. So that's a way of protecting some of those assets, especially uh, in today's, you know, when everything's going on, the stock market's going up and down and sideways and it's an election year. And so a lot of our clients have, you know, want more safety in their in their investments, uh, especially as they're retired. Like if you're 20, 30 years old, you, you can take on the risk. But if you're 60, 70, do you want to take a risk that they might not recover for 15 years? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I'm not sure you want to do that. I mean, how long did it take? How long, you know, after 9-11, how long did it take? Yeah. A three few years, yeah. several years, right? I think yeah. about eight or nine years, and then we had another blip, right? We had two thousand, we had In the housing crisis. Nine, so, yeah. yeah, so you know, right now we had the COVID thing going on. I mean, it it's recovered, but we didn't know. You know, it recovery is always nice after it happens. Oh, well, you know, the stock market went back up, but when it's going down, you don't know that tomorrow is not going to be down again. It's easy to look back in hindsight. Hey, our book came out, by the way. I'll send you a copy of hindsight. Um, it's an odd yeah. that came out in 2020. So, you know. So, um, yeah, we just got some in yesterday, I think. So, you know, it's always easy to look back and say, well, you know, if you, you would have recovered. But, and we talked about it on other shows. It's not really trying to time the market. We really want to have time in the market. So you do allow for the recoveries. You know, like markets are going to go up and down if you try and, pick exactly when to get in and out it's not yeah. going to work so well I, I think this is a really good topic we should probably wrap it up why don't you let our listeners know one more time how to get a hold of you 
Okay, you can call us at 440-886-3550, or you can check out our website at brooksidetax.com. Our law firm website is anselmolaw.com, which is A-N-S-E-L-M-O-L-A-W.com. So either way, you'll get a hold of us. Um, uh, you know, call in, talk to Regina, or, and she'll get you get you an appointment. And, you know, the first appointment or so is, like, if we're just going to meet with you and see if we can help you. If we can't help, you know, we don't charge for these initial appointments because we want to make sure it's a good fit. You know, sometimes everything's perfect. You don't have to do anything. And we, you know, there's no charge. So, um, but if we, you know, obviously if we have to do something, we'll, we'll tell you, here's the fee. You say yes or no. So it's all right. Easy. Well, thanks, Chris. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the road to retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to road to retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside tax and financial group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.